All right, I think this is now recording. So hi, Mitch. Welcome. Good to talk to you in person about everything. Um, Thank you. It's a lot going on with everything in the moving industry now, but I'd like to, to start just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you sort of got into the industry. We'll learn a little about, bit about you. Uh, where did you grow up and what was your childhood like growing up? Well, first of all, thanks for having me, Andrew. Um, I started, I mean, where I grew up, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, and I moved to New York for school. And essentially around the age of 15, my family, they ran a local moving company out of New York City, and they had me start running as a helper. I was a scrawny little kid. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but in a matter of like a year or two, I figured everything out. And right around college, I kind of became a foreman, and I started running trucks with my family. And um, my mind became too obsessed with getting involved in the actual operations side and running my own show and around the age of 24 I got into the sales side of long distance moving ah, and that's where yeah that's where I started putting my focus on um, the higher quality work and I knew I knew the ins and outs of packing clients furniture disassembling and you know how to protect the move in a way where the customer was completely satisfied from start to finish. And at that point I figured, why don't I just get myself involved in running my own moving company? And from there, it was just a matter of time before I found the right people. And um, since then it's just been, you know, a growing operation for myself and our entire team. No, that's fascinating. Your family, are they still in moving? Well, yes and no. Uh, my mom and her, last husband divorced mm -hmm. he's probably still involved in the moving industry i'm not really sure haven't spoken to him in years my mom's more on the uh, she's a real estate agent so she really just focuses on selling but yep. no it's just me now that's fast. i prefer it this way yeah <laughs> and you're 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 on your own with it in terms of family members now there's not other siblings like brothers or sisters involved no, not at all. I mean, I've had my young brother working in uh, my office last year in the summertime, assisting oh. with, um, you know, emails, just, you know, admin work. But as of now, it's just me and my partners and uh, our major cool. operation. Fabulous. So you said you went for, you grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, then you went to college in New York. Is that right? Yeah, correct. And yeah. Where, where'd you go to college? I went to this small city, University of New York school called Baruch College. Um, they're primarily a business school. Um, it's a pretty good school. I liked it a lot. I, uh, they're considered, I think, like top 10 in business in the country. Um, but really? I don't know, I mean, yeah, they're a pretty good school. I learned a lot. And what made you go there? Um, actually I got recruited for volleyball to play indoor volleyball for that. School. Ah, and, you're a volleyball yeah. player. There's an athlete background. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but it's been a while. Yeah. That's All I pretty... focus on is moving, moving, moving. Now you do moving, moving, moving. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> what, what did you study at school? Was business? 
business and uh, psychology, sociology, just kind of uh, wrapping my head around the human condition. Interesting. Interesting times. So now what city do you currently live in? You don't live in Baltimore or New York now, do you? No, I've been in, I've been a Brooklyn resident for the last 17 or 16 years of my life. Uh huh. And are you in yeah. Brooklyn? So you are in Brooklyn now then? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn right now. That's correct. Okay. Wow. And how is that? Um, it's had its shining moments. Uh, as of late, it's been a little on the downside, but I think it's come back up. I mean, you can't take the you can't take the New York out of New Yorkers. And yeah. Do you see when the current environment? Speaking of the you know getting into moving a little bit, you know, how do you see things in New York? We hear that people have been. It's one of the New York City being the city where more people have moved out of than any other in the United States. Do you see, do you, do you, have you seen a lot of that firsthand yeah. where you are? I've never seen this many moving trucks on the road. Mm -hmm. This year was insane. There was a lot of families leaving, going to New Jersey, Connecticut, upstate New York. Um, basically, end of the month is usually super busy for any moving company, uh, especially yeah. if they're you know decent quality. Um, but this summer, this whole year, so to speak, mm -hmm. since April, there would, I would see, you know, five to 10 moving trucks on the road every single day. Wow. So it's been, you know, if, if I just see five or 10, you know, just going into Manhattan, there would probably be hundreds. And um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much, it, it's mind boggling. I mean, I don't know exactly what, what's, what's in the future for New York, but yeah. I don't think this city's ever going to die. Yeah. I think uh, there will be a correction and people will come back. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Do you have any feel for where is, is there, are they just moving all different places over the United States or is there seem to be a general consensus where they're mainly moving to? So we ran reports on this and I think United Van Lines released a report last week as well um out of new york most pe most of the new yorkers left up to pennsylvania like oh, those regions um a lot of them left to like the midwest um i mean we're seeing a huge exodus currently out of california um yeah. people moving from california to texas is a very common trend right now um obviously a lot of families always move to florida from new york florida is considered mm -hmm. the sixth borough Mm -hmm. But that's interesting. You don't. You're not really seeing a lot of people moving into New York. Strange. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that. But that we we think will change in time. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And what brought you to living in to Brooklyn? What brought brought you there from Maryland and then from? Oh, well, I guess you're in college there, right? Yeah. I mean, I followed my family. Um, you know, Brooklyn, it's hard to get out of Brooklyn. It's, it has, a, there's like a, there's anything for everything for anyone here. Yeah. Uh, any kind of cultural aspect, food, it's all here. So I came here to follow my mom and yep. Makes she, sense. she left and I'm stuck here. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So you talked a little bit of, you talked a lot about how you got into moving. Where did you, do anything else professionally before moving? You were at a very young age, 15 years old with the family business, and then also getting involved in it as a foreman in college and then in operations. 
were you doing anything else or were you really in moving all the time on the side from day one almost? Um, since day one, I've been a mover. I did like maximum 30 days at a different job working as a manager for some irrigation company. Oh, really? How was and that? I, I, I hated it. There was no <laughs> like, there, it was all systems in place already. There was no creative aspect to it. I couldn't like bring my own um, culture to the job. It was already completely stable, stationary. Everything was system, system, system. And I just, I couldn't deal with it. You know, that the beauty of moving and running a moving company, you can, implement your own business strategies and um, learn as you grow or grow as you learn. Mm -hmm. And I just never found anything that really suited my, you know, my uh, thirst yep. for a growth other than well, moving. Speaking of that, that's an interesting thing. Do you think that the thirst began when you were very young at 15 working with the family business, or do you think it became later on when you sort of got into being a foreman or, or doing more of the operations side? So I think, um, no, definitely not as a teenager, as a teenager, my mind was uh, in the gutter all yep. the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And um, I was just happy to make like a hundred to $150 a day and, you know, breaking my, my body every day wow. being the only, you know, like person, my peers that would actually had money to spend yep. around like the age 26. I, I realized like there's more to this. I can actually grow something that belongs to me and yeah. actually service people the way I want them serviced and begin my empire. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. That's very good. So the long distance moving, when did you yeah. get into that around 24 years of age? Is that right? Yeah. So yeah, I was picked up as a sales rep for, I, you know, at around 24, I jumped around different moving companies in Brooklyn. And around that time, that's when it became really prominent to have a good Yelp profile with your uh, business. Interesting. So I went and jumped around between like, you know, some okay companies to this hipster artist moving company where I realized, you know, there's, you know, higher value of customers that would pick a company based on reputation alone. And mm -hmm. then, you know, marketing, I learned all this at around the age of 24 and um, I became a sales rep for a long distance company and it was rough. You know, I, I didn't know anything about long distance. Mm -hmm. I knew about locals and, you know, there's a lot of crazy, crazy managers in the long distance industry. A lot of them now retired or luckily have been, you know, basically the market deemed them not worthy based on the way they did operations. And mm. some of them are in prison. Thank God. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That really is. It's a, that's a, says something. So when they say long distance, is that, is it is, is anything interstate? Is that what they consider? Is there a specific mileage that makes it long distance or is it interstate or what makes yeah. something long distance? So if you're, the way we consider long distance, there's two ways, anything over like a hundred miles, for instance, that's essentially going to be a whole day's work. Yep. Uh, you, you send a crew out, they come back that night. It can be considered long distance, but on the, you know, the DOT side of things, anything that goes between state lines is what we would consider long distance, which is interstate. Yep. A lot of states are very large, so you can do a move from one part of the state to another, but many moving companies, 
that only do long distance are legally not allowed to actually operate and do those kinds of moves, which are long distance intrastate. Okay, because they uh, that's an interesting thing. They can do it out of state, but they can't do it in state. They're locked right. in because of licensing. Correct, yeah. Like California, it's a gigantic state. You can't hire a, a long distance moving company that strictly does long distance to do a move from Los Angeles to the Bay Area. They would have to be licensed legally with a local US DOT and then a couple of other nuanced yeah. licensures. Yes, which is an interesting thing we've come across with licensing because you have movers that do moves from, say, Los Angeles to the Bay Area, and they also have the licensing to do those moves from Los Angeles to other parts of the country. Precisely, yeah. And it's an interesting program where we've seen with between a, a mix between the franchises that have yeah. different crews that will come in and then the independents that will utilize their own operation all the way through. And that's me that as well. Yeah. So when you, you went into the moving industry very recently, you, um, am I right? When did you start Safeway moving systems? So we actually, it was, uh, my partner and I, we were given the opportunity to purchase Safeway and Safeway has been around for quite some time. Um, we were working as, uh, the sales agency for uh -huh. a different company for quite okay. some time. And it got really out of hand. The quality, uh, basically dived, took a big uh -huh. dive rather. And we are just really sick and tired of having to deal with poor quality. This year was a big turning point in my life. Uh -huh. It was the largest moving year for any moving company. Wow. Every single moving company was over inundated. The big van line companies, they lost some contracts just because the military wasn't given the federal funding to help the military families move. So those big van line companies had to pivot, take on the, uh, take on the, uh, the local and long distance, you know, what do they call them? Well, basic customers, essentially customers that essentially move during any part of the year. Mm -hmm. And it was just a, a big problem for everyone involved and partners and I just decided, you know, what's the right thing to do? Should we do it ourselves or should we maintain the sales side? And we decided to do it ourselves and things have been growing and blowing up for us. And, you know, we're really, really happy. Yeah, that's fabulous. Um, Safeway isn't, it's not any relationship to the Safeway grocery stores, is it? <laughs> no, no relation whatsoever. Although I think people might, think that sometimes that was one of the things I saw. I thought, whoa, Safeway. I was wondering about trademark and that sort of thing with that name. Yeah, I don't think um, we would have any issue with trademarks. Although if you're listening, yep. CEO of Safeway Groceries, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> That's funny. And so, okay. So you, it had been around a while. It worked out well. You have a business partner, you said on this program yes. you were yes, both correct. working together with a, a different company at the time or you were two different companies same company we were working together i pulled him from um he his name is rad and he uh was working at a much larger he never did moving but we've been best friends since i was like 16 oh interesting we were both 16 rather and he, we went to college together and 
he was working for a very large corporation. Um, he's a science and math guy. Mm -hmm. And I pulled him in and said, eh, we can change this industry. This industry is, you know, like I'd say 15 years behind in terms of technology. That's and that has a lot. Yeah, it's true. It has a lot to do uh, with the DOT. The DOT is uh, very slow to upgrade its rules, laws, and how they see fit to uh, conduct this industry's business. So we're, you know, yeah, we can run a moving company, but we're more focused on how can we elevate this industry so that way every single customer consistently has a good experience. And that's you know, a key it. piece there. So technology, I think, is really the future of this, albeit, you know, this industry has a lot of moving parts consistently. You know, it's very expensive. Fuel is one of the expenses, but it has gone down. But because fuel's gone down, you know, and the demand for moves have gone up, the average mover, driver, long distance driver, their price to, you know, obtain their services and loyalty has gone up all across the board. So moving is pretty expensive. And we hope that with time, we'll be able to make some, you know, safely, we'll be able to make some corrections in this industry to offer a broader spectrum. I mean, speaking of technology, you know, the MUVA is focused on, it's a technology driven platform to help consumers get, you know, binding prices. So you and I are both in the same focus, you know, technology. Yes, it's kind of interesting. I, um, and that's a whole separate story, but we, saw, we, we viewed it from a different point of view, actually, Mitch, and I can talk to you about it more. We were originally looking from the storage side of the component, and then we realized that the moving was driving the storage and the type of people that really needed the storage we could provide the most efficiency for were moving. So that's where it all moved. Really storage, you say? So you were, it, what do you mean? What do you we mean were that? a platform for storage. I want to tell you about it more some other times we don't for people, but yeah, we weren't designed really for moving in the beginning. It was later that we learned from the moving companies that like you said, that the industry is well behind and it, it needs technology and the movers are focused on what they do best, which is the moving itself. And Although I think the, that storage is, is, is a big crucial part. Oh, it is of, most certainly. And it's something in our platform we're adding and we're, we'd talk about that too, but it is most certainly a big part and because people, you know, they need it with the sale of the home and then they've got a lag between when they move from yeah, one place exactly. to the next. And it's a, yeah, it's a, it is, it is definitely something we all thought about, but the component of our technology was really to focus as you know, it's focus on making a convenient and easy Curious. way to make the booking with quality groups. And that's the harder challenge, as you know, like you're talking about a lot of the things we struggle with is, is making sure there's qual the quality assurance is challenging to get. There's a lot of movers out there. There's not how many of them are really good quality and that's a minefield. You know, it's, it's the industry, the problem with moving the, the, um, to get into the industry, the, the gatekeeper, it's really easy to open it. You can open up a long distance company within a month. Yeah. So most clients that go and research mover, they don't really understand what they're getting themselves into. Say for the most part, I'd say 75% of clients would go for the cheaper price, not realizing that they're 
opening themselves up to a world of problems by just simply shopping a quote rather than doing their due diligence and looking for someone who's been around for some time that has that the market has actually deemed them worthy. Yep. Yeah, that's, and there's, and there's then I think the, the difficulty too on the customer's perspective is that there's so much misinformation out there these yeah. days yeah. that we get confused that, well, let's just take the cheapest guys out there. Um, and that works, but not always. Now people are look, I think people are really looking very stringently about what they're, what they're moving their The valuables are valuable to them and they want to make sure that, it, it gets there in one piece and it gets there safely and it gets there efficiently and efficiency yeah. is important. Anyway, this is Mitch. We've covered a lot and I think this was a great start to our first podcast. Um, have you got any other questions for us or I might say sign off the podcast here and we can chat more about other things as we go. Yeah. The future is very promising for uh, any company that's looking to take it to the next level. Um, I think consumers are getting a little bit smarter. Um, websites are definitely growing in terms of providing not just reviews, but places for customers to voice their opinions. Um, it's definitely a big difference than what it was 15 years ago, 17 years ago when I started. Uh, I think for the average consumer, do the right thing, put energy in um, researching, and um, definitely go through the MUVA. It's a good platform. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> As long as you show everything, the, co the company that you hire will provide you with everything you need. And um, it was a pleasure. I mean, I don't have any questions, but this was definitely very cool. Thanks, man. And, um, All right. Well, we'll pause, stop there. Thanks again. Um, um.